hello and thank you for tuning in to another episode of Still I Rise. I'm your host and friend, Cherry Golightly. As a quick disclaimer, I am not a licensed therapist, psychologist, psychoanalyst, or psychiatrist, so please do not substitute this podcast for any mental health, therapy, or assistance that you feel that you may be in need of. In my podcast, I'm here to share my journey as a newly single mommy of two wonderful little boys. I was in a very toxic marriage of 11 years and just recently I decided that I was going to take my life back. Um, I will be sharing with you guys my journey as my new chapter unfolds. It's been very challenging and uplifting just been a very interesting journey so I'm here to help and hopefully empower those who find themselves in the same situation or a similar situation to gain that confidence and take their life back as well so once again thanks for listening Hello and good evening. It's more early morning. It's 12.30. I'm enjoying my green tea matcha latte. No caffeine. So this will probably put me straight to bed. (laughs) Anything that's warm usually helps me go to bed. So... I'm just winding down from a crazy day, actually a crazy week. This week went by like a flash. Monday, I'm not sure what happened on Monday. I'm pretty sure there was an event on Monday. Uh, Tuesday, I had a meeting. Wednesday, I had another event. And Thursday, we went to the gym. Um, Basically had a really nice workout and then today I decided to pick up where I left off with um, replacing the sink uh, plumbing I actually had to replace the entire drain because the pipes were just corroded and just very disgusting so it had to be changed Also on Tuesday, I found, or Wednesday, I'm sorry, I found somebody who was willing to rehome our kitties. It was very sad to see them go. However, um, this journey has gotten to be a bit more challenging to where it felt as if we could no longer keep the kitties and... You know, we did feel bad, and it has been rather quiet around the apartment, but my sons and I felt that it was for the best. It was really hard to see them go, but it really was for the best. So that's something that happened this week, and on Tuesday, I received a very 
disturbing text message. So what this episode is going to be about is going to be something that's completely different. Um, Well, not so different, but um, I know that usually I speak of my ex-husband, but I will be pretty honest with you guys um, because that's what I said I would do and you know everything that I'm sharing with you guys this is this is the real deal this is what I feel this is what I discover as I'm going through my journey and I remember telling you know, a good friend of mine that when I got these text messages, I said, I have to keep busy. I don't have time to stay stagnant because when these people mess with me or, you know, harass me, I am completely affected by it. But if I'm busy, then there's light at the end of the tunnel. If I have my goals and priorities set up, then I have a light at the end of the tunnel. And I will focus on that and forget about all the nonsense. So it's okay, you know, but I realized that if I truly did not understand myself and why I am as I am, then there's no way I'm going to be able to heal. I need to be able to recognize things. So, you know, a lot of us that have been in narcissistic abuse with our ex-spouses or with any romantic, you know, in any romantic relationship, chances are, as women, we usually come from, you know, it, we've been actually abused by narcissistic parents. And I never realized that, well, you know, I mean, there were times where I would say that, but I never really looked into it, as in I never really did my research on it and study it and, you know, um, compare things that I went through as a child growing up and also things that I've experienced. Um, I have a lot of bad memories And I've kept them tucked away and I forgot about them because I choose to just keep looking ahead. But, um, you know, the last text message that I received from my mother was very disturbing. And um, for those who have not listened to my previous episodes or, you know, we had a very bad fallout during Christmas time. They basically felt that it was their duty to bring my hus- my ex-husband over during Christmas time to see the kids when I specifically had told them that there's court orders that he's to provide a clean drug test prior to seeing the children. I mean, after all, we are worried about the children's well-being. That, um, you know, for some reason... It's like, I, I really cannot fathom, you know, what their thought, you know, their thought process. But um, long story short, it got very ugly. I was the one that was to blame. But then, you know, I was.
was getting gaslighted and I was being told that I was blaming them and you know it was just a mess I was so upset that he was there that they brought him there and um, you know it's just all the trauma that the boys and I have gone through they they still had brought him over there even after he had stalked us even after he had sent me very threatening text messages they still have brought him over there and I was livid I was upset I was I felt betrayed and um, you know when I tried to leave they did not want me to leave and I didn't understand that I believe that if somebody's upset, they should you should let them leave and let them cool off. Why would you keep them in a situation where they're going to continue to be hurt, uncomfortable, and just, you know, it's not it's not good. I mean, truly to be blunt, I believe that entire situation, you know, the people who created they knew exactly what they were doing. They knew that, you know, how exactly I would have reacted. And I probably looked like a crazy person because I was still enraged, because I was still hurt, because I was traumatized. And I reacted as I did because I just was very upset and they used that against me. So I haven't talked to any of my side of the family since Christmas I picked up my boys and um, I actually was told that there was another big family event that was happening this Saturday and it's like um, my grand aunt's 90th birthday but I will be very straightforward I am at that point where I think that it is best that me and my boys take a break from everybody because no good will come out of it you know they're not trying to hear me out and at the same time I you know I'm so hurt that I don't want to be around anybody right now I just need to heal and I just need to focus on what I need to do well long story short I received a text message from my mother asking me if I was going to continue to keep my boys away from her and the family and not let them see the boys because I'm telling the boys that they're toxic. Then she says, please let me know. Well, I looked at the text message as I was getting ready and I said to myself, I am not engaging in this. This is gonna be nonsense. Well, she sends me a text message back and says, please do not, and please don't ignore this question slash request, thank you. Well, of course, I answered and I said, I think that it is best that we take a break from each other. Well, after that, that's when the whole gaslighting started to occur. This is when she told me about, reminded me about all the things that she's done for me. And, you know, I got a little annoyed and I said, yes, I was there for you too when you were going through the same thing with dad. When you were getting bullied by him and his family, I stood up for you. But of course, she had nothing to say about that. And she continued on about how I was depriving my children of their rights by not allowing them to see her. And I was using the children to benefit me. Well, had I not taken my break and had I not been alone, 
I would not have been able to gather the common sense to know that all of that is not true. So I was just okay. At the end of the conversation, I just told her, you know, all I'm asking is for a break and for some space. And that didn't work out too well. She basically started putting the blame game on me and telling me that my ex-husband is nowhere to be found and I should be happy. And he gave up the fight, which it's kind of funny because a mutual friend of ours just told me that she had spoken to him and he was in Las Vegas in one of the expensive casinos. Okay. So I know myself well enough that I don't need to change any story. And it's pretty sad that my own family does not believe anything that I have to say or my story or, you know, they're just not going to be supportive. Even though they claim they're supportive, I, I don't know how that could be possibly supportive. But that's okay. You know, I've accepted the fact that, you know, this is how it's been. And it is pretty funny because as we speak, I'm getting backhanded, you know, <laughs> passive aggressive posts on Facebook. And, you know, as much as it used to bother me before, now these days I look at it and I'm just like, this is really sad. Because it's like you are spending all this time finding these posts to post and just say yes, exactly. And I'm looking at these and I'm just like, wow. You know, and if this was five years ago, I would be looking at these posts and I would be upset and I would be crying. I'd be like, what's wrong with me? Why is it that they can't accept me for me? And yada, yada, yada. Well... As I was working, I started listening to some YouTube videos and I looked up narcissistic mothers and, you know, a majority of these videos, you know, these life coaches were saying that a mother-daughter relationship with a narcissistic mother is actually very painful and probably one of the worst relationships, abusive relationships. I was listening to a TED Talk, and it really hit home for me. It was um, a woman. She was a writer. She met up with her editor one day at a restaurant for a drink, and one of her mom's old buddies that she used to entertain um, at their home came up to her and asked her if she was so-and-so's daughter. And when she said yes, the man said, I always wondered what happened to that little girl. I thought to to myself, her only chances of survival is either suicide or murder. That really hit home. Because I remember feeling so useless and so, you know, my self-worth was... Was, I was constantly questioning it. I had no idea, you know. I, I remember, you know, being called stupid all the time. You know, there was actually even a time, I believe it was either when I was 16 or when I was in the 8th grade, 
I can't really recollect the age. However, I do remember my mother telling me that she should have listened to her friends and, you know, aborted me because she couldn't afford me. And so, of course, when I bring, I, I would bring that up and tell her how hurtful that was, she would deny it. And so, you know, um, when I speak to people, they tell me, you know, has it always been this way? And I, I think back and I think, yes, it has. A lot of the videos are talking about certain behaviors that these mothers have. And I'm like, my God, this is identical. So, you know, it's definitely helped me out because I've learned that it is not me that's crazy. I've learned that, you know, when you're being gaslighted, it can be pretty bad. I was being gaslighted my entire life and I had no idea. You know, it's like everything is all about guilt. I was always being compared to everybody else. You know, I just, I think about things that would happen. And I'm like, wow, that has never changed. Some of the things that she can say could be very hurtful. For example, she's actually threatened to take away my children if I didn't stop seeing my boyfriend. I'm 34 years old. And everything always has to be so vulgar. She'll tell me things like, oh, you're probably fucking him or you're probably sleeping with him. And it's like I have no privacy in my life without her, you know, saying, oh, you're probably doing this. You better not be doing that, you know. And um, I would, I remember there would be times where it's like I would feel very happy and accomplished over something, but yet she would be very quick to, you know, rain on that parade and say, well, you know, I remember one time my ex-husband and I were invited to speak in front of mm, 200 people. And it was funny because, you know, we were talking about how much struggle it was for us when we first started as a family and she you know she actually came up and you know well not on stage but after that she said you know she said to me you guys don't know struggle you have no idea I struggled more than you guys you know, and um, when I went up there to go and talk, she said, uh, you could have at least had a slideshow. I would have put a slideshow up there. And when I introduced her to a lot of my colleagues, she ended up, you know, they would say, oh, you're, you're Cherry's mother. You must be proud. She's such a great woman, this, this, and that. And she would say something along the lines of, huh, you should have seen her as a teenager. Has never got enough. And, you know, I don't resent her for that. She's always going to be my mother. However, you know, it's like I have to understand that she is mentally ill. I have to understand that she does not have the capability 
of seeing these things. Um, you know, when I married my ex-husband, I actually left that situation and flew into a more messed up situation or just as messed up of a situation because I was trying to get out of that environment. And I remember my ex-husband telling her when I moved out, you know, she probably moved because of you. And, you know, she didn't want to hear that. And I had told her, yeah, you could have been a better mom. She didn't like that. And till this day, that was t over 10 years ago, she still holds that over my head. Even though I've apologized to her several times, but it doesn't matter. And as we speak, <laughs> this is why I try to just unplug from social media sometimes, except for my Instagram, but... I just have to laugh now because it's pretty entertaining. Um, I'm getting, you know, passive-aggressive posts and um, backhanded, you know, uh, comments and stuff. But it's like, okay, you know, that's that's fine. I I don't really have the time to engage in such games, but it's okay if that's something that's gonna help her cope. Then. It's okay. I really don't need to, you know, justify or, you know, or really defend myself. And it is a little funny because some of the quotes that are being put on there or some of the sayings that are being put on there is like, stop changing your stories to get sympathy. You know, for the last few months, I actually stopped telling that story. Because as far as I'm concerned, things that he's done, my ex-husband, I don't care anymore. I just want to be free. I just want to be able to live my life and be happy and have, you know, have my, my children follow my example and be happy as well. You know, I do want what's best for my children. I do want them to, you know, exceed um, in success. I want them to you know, over, basically want them to pass me up. I don't care. I don't envy them. I'm not going to criticize them and say, well, I did this better than you did. That's not how a mother should talk to any of their children, and that's what I got, you know. So this is how it all started. I've dealt with a narcissistic mother, and, you know, she's never wrong about anything. You know, I felt kind of bad listening to these TED Talks and all these different YouTube videos because I'm thinking, wow, this is exactly where I am. How do I get out of it? What do I do? Well, so far what's been effective is I'm not really participating in these conversations as much. And I also keep busy you know I try to talk to as many positive people as I can to help out with everything and that's the best that I could do the best I could do is just to pray and you know to just hang on you know it, it's hard it's hard to deal with you know a 
narcissistic mother and then have to deal with a narcissistic husband who pretty much knows that your mother is a narcissist and will use that to their advantage. But all I know now is that I am moving forward. I know that at this point, anything that's said to me, I really don't care about anymore. Okay, I take that back. Not as much. I'm truly looking forward, you know, to the new events that are going to happen. I'm looking forward to, you know, brighter days. I truly am. And, you know, I never really know what my days are going to look like. Some days I get up and I'm like praying that I don't get any ridiculous text messages or I'm praying that I don't get any type of, you know, upsetting, you know, upsetting text messages because I know that I don't need it. I know that, you know, I have a lot on my plate right now. So I would prefer not to partake in these conversations or, you know, just to keep, just to keep positive. But, you know, it's funny because I get criticized for that as well. So there truly is no winning. And I've accepted that. You know, I've had friends tell me, well, why don't you try to talk? Why don't you try to tell her how you feel and write down all the things that are upsetting you? And, you know, the list goes on. But I tell them, this is 20 years in the making. It's not going to change. You know, if there were things that happened 20 years ago that I've brought up and it didn't go well, then more than likely, it's not going to change. And, you know, expecting things to change is really just setting you, setting yourself up for more hurt or prolonging your hurt. The best thing to do is to just accept things as they are and just leave them be, let it go. It doesn't mean that you have to stop loving your your mother. You just have to keep that distance and just focus on you. And, um, you know, maybe during the time when you guys reconcile, perhaps, you know, um, limited contact would be best. That's the best that you could do. And I will say that since I have no contact with my ex-husband, since I haven't had any, you know, contact from any of them, you know, my life has been a lot more productive. I haven't really been, you know, um, I haven't really been as anxious, you know, as for this evening. You know, I was kind of forced to, you know, clean out or to 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 fix, like, you know, a bathroom sink. I don't have time for all of that. You know, I have bills that I have to pay. I have... I have so much that I I have to really take care of. And, you know, there was like this little sticky that I put on my computer monitor. And I wrote on it, you know, I'm already paying for this financially. I don't have time to deal with the drama part of it. And so I look at that every morning. Tomorrow I will be reading my goals so I could move forward with this, but you know, until then, I am actually falling asleep. So have a good night and until then,
please take care of yourself.